What is up, Crush Crew? I'm Bernadette Joy, your favorite rich auntie and your host of the Crush Your Money Goals podcast. Since starting in 2018, I've paid off $300,000 of debt, built my first million dollars of net worth, and grew from this podcast to a full financial education company that just crossed its first half million dollars in revenue. And along the way, I've met some incredible thought leaders and experts in the fields of personal finance, career, and entrepreneurship. And you will have the joy of meeting one of my favorite people as this season's co-host. Hola, hola. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez, the founder of the Women's Wealth Effect, where I focus my time as an investing and career coach to help women like you reach financial independence with confidence. I'm also a debt-free millionaire after paying off over $420,000 in debt and now live in Portugal with my amazing husband and two children after 15 years climbing the corporate ladder in the global tech industry. Thanks to the investing and career knowledge, I am so passionate about sharing with you. Welcome to season six of Crush Your Money Goals, the women's wealth effect. Welcome everybody to today's episode of Crush Your Money Goals, season six, The Women's Wealth Effect. And in today's episode, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to talk about next year and also newsflash. I can't believe this is already here, but this is our last episode of this season. And so we're hoping to leave you with something tangible that you can think about as you close out 2023 and make 2024 one of your best years yet in making some changes in whatever realm you decide to make some changes in. So Bernadette is here with me fresh off of Thanksgiving from yesterday. So Bernadette was the best thing you had yesterday for Thanksgiving. Hello. Um, The best thing that I had yesterday, uh, we did not have turkey. We decided we didn't want to do that whole rigmarole. So we made this like glazed chicken instead, and it was really good and really Mm -hmm. fast. Awesome. We had a uh, Russian pie. The person that's across the the way from us, they're Russian and their daughter brought a Russian pie for him. And it was like apple and cakey goodness. It was really good. It was, I'd never had it before. And the pecan pie was not very good. Russian so, pie. Yeah. He was very excited about it and he got us all pumped about it too. So something new for, for our Portugal Thanksgiving <laughs> Russian pie. I'm literally, but I'm yeah. sorry, as you're saying this, I just Googled Russian pie and it looks delicious. <laughs> It does, doesn't it? <laughs> but on to the episode. So we're going to do two things today. We're going to talk about anti-goals, which sounds sounds very flip the script, and I'll explain why. And then we're going to introduce something new that Bernadette will also walk us through towards the end of our conversation. But we really want this to be fun. I hope you are driving wherever you're driving and really excited to just have some fun with us today. But when it comes to New Year's resolutions, and Bernadette, I know you don't do New Year's resolutions like on the new year. So I think this you'll love this anti-goals topic. Um, mm-hmm. But anti-goals are really putting into perspective that most of us from a resolution standpoint, we make them, we get excited about them. And then 30 days, 60 days later, we're not following them or really trying to accomplish them any longer. Right? Yeah. And so when we think about anti-goals, we think about how do we want to envision a year where we're doing less of what we don't like to do and more of what we do like to do? And so I want you to think about these four things. And Bernadette and I will give you some examples of our anti-goals. But if you're thinking about trying to do this in your own life, do these four things. Number one, be honest with yourself. So if you have to like look at your calendar, if you have to look about how 
things have panned out, you know, in terms of what you tried to accomplish, but didn't accomplish them, whatever you want to do, number one, be honest with yourself and maybe find somebody to do this with, whether it's your partner, a good friend, have them hold you accountable to be honest with yourself. Cause you probably bitched about something throughout the course of last <laughs> year and be honest with yourself about what you really don't like. Number two, attach a negative statement to each of these things. So if you said like, I don't like spending my time doing X, Y, Z, then the negative statement is I will not spend my time doing X, Y, Z. That's step number two. And number three is attach an actual action to the statement so that it helps to support you not doing it. And number four, execute it, right? And so I'll start off just to kind of give everyone an example please, of what yes, this means. Please start off. So okay. you're teaching okay. me right now. So yes. So, so number one for me, when we moved to Portugal, I knew this was going to be a thing, but now that we're here and we're still leaning into the life that we really, really want to design, which is time freedom and our schedule on our terms, in a way I refuse to do night calls, right? Now I say I refuse to like paint a point and make a point, but I do not want to do night calls in the sense that I set up my schedule specifically around coaching, right? One-on-one coaching, group coaching at night. I just came off of a 15-year career where I literally would go to work at seven o'clock in the morning. I would kind of close up at about five. I'd go have dinner really quick. I'd come back home. And at eight o'clock, I was back on calls until midnight. And I just refused to create that type of norm in my business. Okay. So that's the thing I don't want to happen. Number two, when it comes to attaching a negative statement, I'm just going to, I will not take more than two to three night calls. I understand that there are a couple of things that I will do night calls for, but there will not be more than two to three in a given month, right? So there's an actual number, a time bound kind of frame of how long, what what do I mean? I don't mean two to three calls for the entire year, but per month, right? And that gives me some flexibility to choose what do I think is priority and valuable in my business where I might spend some of that time in the evening. So that's one of my anti-goals is I will not have more than two to three calls in the evening in a given month. Okay. So let's let's flip over to you. When it comes to anti-goals for you, Bernadette, what are you thinking? Well, I'm starting to think I have more anti-goals than goals. (laughs) Maybe next year will be entirely anti-goals. It comes with wisdom. Um, So you've already um, enlightened me so much just by making my wheels turn on this. So my first anti-goal will be I will not take any work that doesn't feel like a no-brainer, immediately aligned, value-added thing to my life. Uh, and again, it would also be different if it was someone that I had a relationship with that I knew like, okay, this is going to be reciprocal down the road. Yeah. Right? So like, like if you asked me to go speak anywhere, I'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah. No worries. Like yeah. no worries. I would absolutely yeah. do that. Right. So that's what I mean by my anti-goal is I refuse, I'm going to use your language. I refuse to take any work that doesn't feel aligned to my values, my energy, or my business goals. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And I think that you've got a good litmus test there too, because my next one was going to be, I am going to limit the amount of unpaid work that I actually agree to. And it's interesting because the first time that I really got paid to speak was two weeks ago. Anytime I've actually, yes. Um, 
And I was like, first of all, I didn't ask. They were like, and by the way, we're going to pay you $500 for this 45 minutes. And I was like, cool. I, I was going to say yes anyway, but thank you. Um, but it was such a vote of confidence. Number one, like this is another Latina that was putting her money where her mouth is and paying other Latinas what they're worth, which was really cool. And I really appreciated that. It also made me think about how I want to do that for people that I bring into my program and stuff over time too. Of course, you know, my business is still in its very early stages. Um, I'm not, you know, braining in money right now, but that being said, I know that I bring a ton of experience into a presentation and I shouldn't be at least leading with the assumption that I should be getting paid. And one thing I love about your collaboration link is at at the top of it, which I don't know if you've changed that recently or not, but it says like, and just nonchalantly, like this is a discussion to, this is to discuss a paid partnership for X, Y, and Z. And it could be like speaking, workshop, collaboration, whatever. And just putting that out there, I think has whoever that's looking to get some of your time pause and go, this person understands that they are worthy of getting paid. And I should really rethink my ask if I'm going to go ask them for something that's like out of the blue. Um, and we should just be doing that, right? So my Calendly link will change. That is one specific yeah. action that I will do. Thank you, Bernadette, for giving me the idea um, and, and doing that. And I, you know, at a minimum, I would want to see. 70% of the engagements that I that I agree to do next year be paid versus not paid. Because I know I'm, I'm still at that point, right, of my business where I don't think I can necessarily fully expect to get paid for everything. And there are some things that I'm going to want to do strategically for things down the line. But there are a lot of things that come my way that I should really be asking to get paid for. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And here's what I'll say to this, right? Is like, I draw a very a very clear distinction between like knowing your worth and knowing like the value of what you provide, right? Like my worth as a human being is completely separate from what I charge for a particular service, right? And so, and you will get there at this point. And for me, I will still take some complimentary rather than unpaid, right? Speaking gigs, but there are still parameters around it. Like I must get at least two testimonials. I must get a social media post out of it. They must sign a contract, right? And I must get collateral out of it. There has to be a video recording of it. Mm-hmm. It can't just be like I showed up and it like never happened. So at least I can use right. that for my marketing if I needed to. And the way that I think about this is that the alternative is I would have had to pay and I have paid a videographer to come to one right. of my events and record it for me, which cost me $2,000 the last time I did yeah. that, right? So yeah. if they already have video like professional, not just someone on their iPhone, yep. A professional recording of that video, like to me, that's worth that to me is that to me is the equivalent of getting paid in some regard. So I think that's uh, I'm so excited that you're going to change that on your on your profile, and it really has moved the needle for me because now when I do get people who are on my calendar, they already know the expectation up front without me even having to say it. Is like you, this is a paid. Yeah. I'm not here for like collaborations that don't have some sort of revenue down the line. And here's the other catch. And I think this is what unnerved me. If you can't tell, I'm really annoyed about this particular thing is I just like to see on their end an attempt to try to compensate mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. even if it's not a lot of money. Honestly, if she, if that person had come back and said, oh, we can't afford your $2,500 fee, but we could afford X, Y, Z, like, would you still be open to that? 
Mm-hmm. The answer probably would have been yes, right? And I have yeah. done speaking gigs like here where uh, my favorite one this year was, you know, a hair salon asked me to come and speak to their hairstylist about financial independence. And I was like, yes, I will absolutely do that. And they're like, well, we can't pay your fee, but like we can do the equivalent in hair services. And I was like, yes, I will do that. And that's why my hair is pink now. You're like, <laughs> and here are the colors I would like throughout next year. Here's the palette. <laughs> so they they Love at least that. attempt it, which is like, I think all of us as women, like that should be the goal attached to the anti-goal, which is like, I'm going to at least attempt to negotiate. Right. Yeah. So this morning when that request came in there and she basically just said, and she canceled on me twice. That's the other thing. She, she set up a a meeting with me and she canceled twice. Right. Or rescheduled it. So that's already a red flag. But then, you know, she came back and said, oh, and we can't pay you. Are you good with that? It's like, no, I'm not good with that. (laughs) But but I made the attempt back. So to not be a dick, I said, okay, in lieu of you not paying me, then I would be happy to exchange the fee for my service for 10 tickets, which I know yeah. you're charging $250 each. Yeah. Where I yeah. will bring my own people and I will have my own table and it will be labeled as a crush your money goals table. And, yeah. and, and I said, if that doesn't work for you, I'm happy to refer someone else who might consider working for free. So yeah. I'm still trying to give her a solution, even if it's not sure. Me. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. Uh, I mean, I think it'll also allows you to test things out too that work and don't work one way or the other, right? It's awesome. I love that. Let me know what your second one might be in terms of ah. your anti-goals. So I don't know if I'm doing the anti-goal thing correctly, but I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try. See, this is this is great for our audience to listen. It's like we're always learning new things. So mm. unrelated to money at all. I refuse to end 2024 next year, still feeling crappy about my body. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As you mentioned, like we're today's black Friday, uh, yesterday was Thanksgiving and, uh, uh, on Wednesday I signed up for yoga at like a deep stretch on Wednesday. Then on Thursday morning, I went to the first class, which was like a hot yoga vinyasa thing. And the people at the people at the yoga place were like, weren't you just here like literally like 10 hours ago? It's just like, yes. And here I am again. Um, Let me in. Let me in. (laughs) And then I'm going again tomorrow. I'm going to dance class on Saturday. I'm going to yoga on Sunday. And I decided that this weekend, which used to be such a consumerism-based weekend for me, like I was so into Black Friday type of stuff. And that was like before I went into retail. And then I used to work these weekends because I was a small business. And so I would always be working on Friday, Saturday, Sunday straight. And so that after that, I was like, I'm taking a break from from that whole thing. Uh, But then I decided this year that every... Thanksgiving weekend is going to be like my hypercharge into exercising again. That's um, awesome. So the anti-goal on it though, is I came back from South Korea, from our trip to South Korea. And AJ and I talked about the fact that like, holy smokes, we were on this trip with mostly 50 and 60 year olds. There's only out of the 20 of us, there was maybe four of us that were under the age of 50 and right. most other people. Some Someone was the first time leaving the country. Other people haven't traveled in like 10 years. And AJ and I were like, that was really tiring. Like we walked so much. We don't have um, like Apple watches or anything, but the people in our Mm -hmm. group said that on average, we were walking like 50,000 steps like a day. Wow. And I said to AJ, I was like, I want to, 
or I, and I guess the anti-goal version of this is like, I don't want to not have the energy or the physical ability to travel and enjoy my life the way that I want to do. So yeah, my anti-goal for 2024 is I refuse to like, let this body of mine deteriorate as though I don't have control over it. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I love that. I think as we edge into the fourth decade of our lives, I think a lot of things turn into longevity, right? And longevity is like literally that, like, how do I allow myself to enjoy all the little things about life? Because my body and my mind is just intact. It's just mm-hmm. still firing on all cylinders. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I have to get on the floor more with my kids, but I realize how shitty my knees are. <laughs> like they're really bad. And for me, it's hips, my hips. Like, oh, I don't know what happened to them, but no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then here we went off and got like a triplex apartment. Right. So I'm walking upstairs every day, reminding myself how bad my knees are. There's like an orchestra every time I walk up, but, um, we did get a personal trainer in September and first I love classes. So the gym that we have has really good classes and everyone that goes to this gym is like 50 plus and they're all like book solid in these classes. So people love their, they're just like activity and we're by the beach. And so now that we've invested in the personal trainer, I've surprised myself in how much more fun I'm having now in the working out because I'm excited that I can now just learn new ways to do stuff. Like I don't like lifting weights. That's crap in my book. I don't like it. It's not fun to me, but now I'm really excited about other stuff when it comes to working out and moving my body. And it's just changed my days and my creativity, which is really cool. So I'm excited to hear how that goes for you because it really helps with your mental state. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep you posted on it. And I'll say one last thing about it that inspired this anti-goal. So a couple of weeks ago, my my non-biological grandmother passed away. Uh, she helped raise me. She was the grandmother of my basically my god sister mm-hmm. like cousin whole immigrant thing right everyone's your family right so yeah i went to vegas for her funeral she was 103 years old so she was old when oh. i was already born right like she was yeah. already in her, <laughs> in her like 60s when i was born right and when they put her and you know like once people get to a certain age like you don't really remember how old they are anymore but they put up her picture with her birthday and it was in 1920 her birthday was in yeah. 1920. And so I was like, she was nine when the stock market crashed. Like the stock market <laughs> crashed, everybody talks about that. Like I have no yeah. concept of what that was like. <laughs> she was nine when that happened. And she's lived through World War II and, you know, inflation of the 80s, right? right? Yeah. And so this was the first time in my life, I can say honestly, that I actually aspire to live a long life. I used to say like, Oh, living to a hundred sounds awful. Like, uh, yeah, like yeah. why would I want to do that? Because everyone I know who's lived like into their eighties and stuff weren't particularly like super healthy. Just really struggling. Like, kind yeah. of just like there. But mm-hmm. up until I last saw her, she was. She was the picture you posted my, of her at your wedding. You two together. She does not look as old as you say she was. She would have been. She was ninety something. Ninety something <laughs> there. I know. Picture. You know, like the anti goal here, right? Is you know. I told AJ this after we came back from the funeral. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try. I'm going to try to live to 100. Like whether or not I actually mm-hmm. do is another thing, right? But like mm-hmm. before I used to relegate like, oh, I'm not going to live that long because uh, in my family, my mom's side all have like terrible kidneys. 
it just runs in the family. And so I've just always assumed like, if I make it to 70, like, cool, like that's cool. (laughs) But (laughs) if I do these things of like getting into an exercise routines, particularly around dance and yoga, I finally figured out what my thing is. I can't Mm -hmm. go like, I had a personal trainer. I hated them. Like I love them, but like, I would like curse them out in my Mm -hmm. brain, like (laughs) Mm -hmm. while I was working Mm -hmm. out them. And I realized like I need community just as much as I need the exercise. So just being physically in a room with other people is like yeah. super motivating for me. My aunt cycle of like not uh, like of like refusing to let my body deteriorate after I saw that my grandmother lived to 103. They said that her secret was she never ate meat. She, I mean, she only ate chicken and fish. Yeah. Because she didn't eat pork or beef. Mm-hmm. It mentioned that like a thousand times when we were <laughs> At, at the uh, what I thought was funny is that they mentioned it a whole bunch of times, and then the Filipino reception afterwards was entirely pork and beef. <laughs> pork and beef. <laughs> funny. Um, and what I perceived of her was that she was—I call her my no drama mama. Where like she was always chill all the mm. time. I never once heard her yell or get angry or be snippy to someone. She was always smiling. And even if someone said something nasty or whatever, she'd be like, okay. And just like literally would literally shuffle along. Like be like, all yeah. right, you can do whatever you want to do. I'm just going to go about my day. And yeah. uh, so I I think that's a, I think we have some work to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think we were looking for the no drama. And I think that's obviously why we're not living in the US right now. But uh, I can understand mm-hmm. the value in that. You should check out, and for anybody listening, we'll link it in the show notes, but Shout out to Netflix, I guess. There's a uh, documentary called The Blue Zones. And it's this gentleman who has spent his life studying centurions and what they've done to live into their hundreds. And so, but these centurions live in specific concentrations, whether that's in Japan, there's a specific area in California, in Italy. And it's really like low impact movement and a healthy diet, like full of, you know, vegetable and just natural things. And when you look at that, you're like, wow, that's actually pretty feasible. Just, you know, rent a triplex with stairs and eat a bunch of vegetables and I'll live to a hundred. That literally, literally, uh, I saw this podcast where they're talking about, you know, they, there was a study that when people are given the option between an escalator and stairs, 98% Mm -hmm. of people will choose the escalator, even though the stairs is not that much of a heavy lift. Like, it's not mm-hmm, like a huge mm-hmm. thing upstairs. And so the idea that the person was saying was just like, well, what can you do to be the 2% of people that chooses the slightly harder thing mm-hmm, that will mm-hmm. compound over the years of your life that would actually make a huge difference? And so, like, I kid you not, I've literally and metaphorically been taking the stairs <laughs> the last couple yeah. of weeks. I live on a fifth floor apartment and oh, yeah. our um, parking is like on the second floor. And so... I take the stairs up now to the fifth floor and but back. And now that I'm doing it regularly, I'm like, why did I think this was hard Same. before? Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a totally different perspective. I love that yeah. for you. I'm excited to see more dance videos and peaceful yoga from you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's go to your uh, topic and questions here. Hey. So I thought for our last episode of the season, I realized that you and I have interviewed some really great people and we've talked about some things that would be really geared towards our listeners, you guys, of what would be most helpful to you. But, or rather, and, I'm learning how to use and instead of but. (laughs) And (laughs) I thought it would be a fun way to end off the season with just sharing some 
unexpected things about us. And I have, we have no idea what will come up in these cards. So here I have a deck, uh, it's called the interview deck. And basically it's just random questions that we would um, ask. And so since we are apart, what I will do is I will ask you to just pick a number one through 10 and let's each answer a question or two and see what happens. So one, two, ten, and I'll pick the card. Okay. uh, Let's go with eight. Eight. Okay. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Question for you. <laughs> if you were in charge, what three items would you have in an office vending machine? Ooh. Water. Mm-hmm. Cause girls gotta be hydrated. And I've learned the value of hydration. Water. I need a healthy snack. You know those baby bell cheeses? They have them everywhere in the vending machines here. In Portugal, really? I would have that. Yes, everywhere. Wait, there we're, at the, we're at the doctor's office. Yeah, we're at the doctor's office all the time. And Benny loves these baby bell cheeses. Yeah, they're refrigerated vending machines. So they also have like ham and cheese sandwiches in the vending machines here. It's pretty awesome. So water, the baby bell cheeses, and I got to have a splurge one. So I would have like a really nice chocolate. Like, you know, like those lint chocolates or like those Rocher chocolates. Mm. Yeah, something like that. Or even like those little turtles that they have at the end cap at Target. My mom used to get those all the time when we go to Target. Some nice chocolate. I don't need a Snickers. Not to shame Snickers. and It's okay. But I want like a, a bougie chocolate. You basically just described like a girl dinner. Yes. <laughs> water, water, cheese, and chocolate. <laughs> you know how they have those like side hustle videos? They're like, you just owned a vending machine and like you'll make you know, yeah. thousands of dollars. You might make $2,000 out of this vending machine if you up-level your choices. And you can literally really put this vending machine in my yoga studio or my dance studio, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it would sell out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, okay. Pick a number for me. Ooh, okay. Uh, let's do two. Two. So my question is, what or who has made the biggest impression on your life in the last year? Oh, I feel like the easy answer would just be would be to say you. Here, okay, I'll, because I don't want, uh, so I will say this, I'll I'll name two people. So I would say you are one of them in the sense of, I've just had such a joy in doing this podcast with you. Like we didn't know how it was going to be and how it was going to turn out, but you've taught me so much, even though I've been podcasting longer about how to be more organized in terms of (laughs) content. Like y'all, for those of you who are listening, when, uh, uh, the story goes right that Steph was considering doing a podcast, and I was just like, "Well, I was, uh, you know, I my podcast has been a hiatus. Like, would you be interested in joining me on the podcast?" And she was like, "Totally, yes, guns of blazing." Showed up on our first meeting with like a spreadsheet of like, "Here are all my ideas, and here are all the things that, you know." Like, and she's already Here's like, "Timeline." Here's what you need to have this done. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, she's gonna hate working with me because there's nothing. Like, I don't have." any sort of organization. I just like, do I feel like recording a podcast episode today? Uh, so it's been such a blessing to have you uh, with your, like your skill set to me is very complimentary in the sense of like, I'm not organized and strategic in that regard when it comes to long form content creation. I do that more with short form type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I would say uh, also, and you shared this with me yesterday of just like, you know, it turns out it's possible to make friends online, mm-hmm. like real friends, you know, not mm-hmm. just someone It's like, oh yeah, like we know each other. And like, I will definitely come visit you again in Portugal. You are always welcome to come visit me. Although definitely like, I'm going to be honest, 
Charlotte, eh. but we've met up, you know, in other places in the US. So I'm just super grateful for you. And when I look back on this year, like you're one of the relationships this year that I think has really changed my life. So I appreciate that. Same here. Okay. No tears. Um, Who's your second person? You said two. I want to hear this. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It would be my grandmother that I mentioned. And Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate. And I think this is a, the reminder for me, it's unfortunate that it made a big impression on me this year, the year that she died. But it made a big impression on me in realizing, like I said earlier, that I think I aspire to live to 100. I'm going to try. And I was reminded that she was always just very eternally kind, even when someone else was not being kind. Mm -hmm. It's easy to be kind when everyone else is kind around you. She was kind no matter what. And I am not that person. (laughs) If someone is unkind to me, like, I'm not one to like hit them back with love and flowers. Right. So uh, <laughs> that's what I decided to work on this year is like, you know, if someone is being unkind to me, likely, especially if it's someone I don't know, it's probably has nothing to do with me and I can sure. practice to be a little bit more like mama. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. There's a lot that we can learn from our grannies. Yeah. Okay. One more question each. So pick a number one through 10. I'll do five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Oh. What book do you think should be mandatory for everyone on the planet to read? Oh my God, you're ta- you're asking this question to the non-reader, but okay, I'll, but but but, but all, you know? <laughs> well, this is a setup. <laughs> but is it not here? Uh, no, it's not here because I got left and actually gifted it to somebody in Singapore. So this is a good one. If you've heard my story, you heard that Joseph and I read a book together about financial independence in 2020. And for the person who is a non-book reader, I read this book in less than two weeks, probably a week actually, because I definitely finished it before Joseph did. And it's a super funny, relatable, written by a couple, but with a very female voice perspective. And there was a lot of like really good data chunks that I loved, but quit like a millionaire would be the book that I would encourage anybody to read. Um, I always have this tagged in different things, show notes, whatever, but yeah, I mean, it it was a book that, you know, really resonated with me, was fun, made it quick and made it super real when it comes to, to what you could do with your life. And I think so many of us don't realize that we could break away from the matrix in a different way. I love that so much. I'm going to put a quick plug for in 2024 specifically, I was updating my guide last night. I shared the books that I think people need to read. And so in last Mm -hmm. year's guide, I had The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. And I highly recommend that to anyone who is interested in, in having more meaningful gatherings of people, whether it's just two people talking or if it's like a whole scale event that you're trying to do. And I really love that book, particularly for the fact that we are now post-pandemic, like full-blown events are really coming full force. I realized this Thanksgiving, I've noticed a lot of people had anxiety about Thanksgiving this year because we got away with not having to have Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. necessarily Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. couple of years prior. And I think people need to revisit how they are going about... um, meeting with people nowadays and it gave some really practical tips and also some really cool stories about how she's had to broker, you know, get negotiations between political leaders and countries and how that Mm -hmm. might apply to your girl dinner of cheese and chocolate. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Yes, yeah, that's, that's so cool. I like that. All right, last this question. For you. Yeah, what number? Why don't we go with three for you? Two, three. Okay. Oh, well, this one's pretty easy. This one says, are you related to anyone famous or historical? No. If so. Those are some hard questions. I know. And if so, who? I like. I love that. If so, who? Like, I was just going to answer yes or no and just like move on to the question. <laughs> Am I related to anyone famous or historical? If the answer is no, who would you want to be related to? I know. That's it. That's actually where I was going with this. I'll say this. He's not famous. None of you would know him, but my uncle is my, so my dad's next brother. They're the only two who moved from the Philippines. I would say he's not really famous to the average person, but he's kind of like well-known in New York among the Filipino community. He's like Filipino famous. Mm-hmm. Like, like <laughs> when AJ and I were getting engaged or getting married or whatever, AJ's uncle knew my uncle. Like, yeah, that's crazy. And, and AJ is from South Carolina. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> And he's just like very social. He's just like, uh, he's always president of something and whatever. And the reason I bring up my uncle is that, again, I only figured this out recently. My uncle is a CPA. So you'd be like, well, okay, boring, right? (laughs) And he's my rich uncle that I talk about in past episodes where my dad was the one who was really terrible with money. Like, you know, when he passed away, there was like literally no money like left in his name. Mm-hmm. And my uncle will probably be leaving a lot of money to his kids. I I don't think I'm part of, part of that, that, uh, <laughs> that inheritance plan. I used to be afraid of my uncle growing up because every time I would come for Christmas, he'd be like, are you saving money? Are you investing? And when I got my first job, he's like, did you get a 401k? And I was like, I, I would just be like, uh, I'm hungover from partying last night. And you're asking, <laughs> but I went too over many tequila to my- shots. Can't compute. No, no, no. <laughs> exactly. I went over to my uncle's apartment in New York city last year. And he had all of his comic book art, like all around his apartment. And I just like never noticed that before. And mm-hmm. so I, I was starting to look up, look at them. And I was asking my aunt, his wife, I'm like, why is this? He have all this comic book art. She's like, oh, he got that from a client, all this art from a client or whatever. And I was like, who's his client? And she's like, oh, I, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a company called like Marvel, like the CEO of Marvel. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, wait, so this Captain America drawing is like the original artist? Like, yeah. she's like, oh yeah, I guess so. And she's like, is that... It, is that, is that Captain Marvel? Oh, that's what he is. <laughs> or Captain oh America God. or whatever. So I say that in, uh, the reason I bring this up is because one of my goals next year is, or anti-goal, is to be a quiet, financially independent person. So what I mean by that is like, you know, I've gone this road lately of being like, trying to inspire people to like get on their financial independence journey by being like, well, look what I did. Look what I did or whatever. And my uncle is 80 something years old. He is very independently wealthy at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But you would never know. You would just never know. And so I probably won't go all the way to that scale, but I just want to scale back a little bit to like, be like, how can I make money? How can I invest? How can I inspire people without being so overt? (laughs) Really speak to their internal motivations versus use yourself as the vehicle to motivate them. I think that was a much more articulate way to say it. If there's anything you want to go check out on that topic, I was watching a podcast episode with Omar Tajabi, Omar something. 
He's like a contributor to Think Media. And Mm -hmm. he was interviewing Myron. And Myron's this like multi like millionaire business maker, right? But uh, he speaks a lot about sales and the art of persuasion and where you really persuade somebody to do something they already know they should have been doing. You just help Mm -hmm. them understand that they need it, right? Versus you pitch them on something that you want them to do. It's more how do you work with them on something they really want to do? And it really changes your perspective on that. So you should check that out. I love that. And speaking of which, as we are wrapping up this season, is there anything that you're looking forward to sharing with our audience to look out for in 2024 in relation to doing their goals or their anti-goals for money? Uh, Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the year, I kick off my Women's Wealth Investing Effect program. And so we're actively enrolling for that right now. And I'm really excited because for Black Friday, I did a two for one. And it's been really cool seeing women take initiative to go find the other person that they really feel like would really benefit from this type of work and this type of focus and then get very excited together to do the program. So it's motivating me even more to get super excited about doing this work with women at the beginning of the year. But the other thing that I'm really excited about, which is more of a get back to our creative side and then do something together is my husband and I are pulling our YouTube channel back together. So he is already like all over posting videos on permission to be wealthy. And it's allowing us to just take a step back and reflect on all the joys that we're having in life right now. And then of course, incorporate wealth elements to it. But yeah, it's. I'm really excited about that for he and I because we both do our own work in our respective spaces, and we're gonna get to do that together this year. So yeah, I love things. that. I am so excited. Uh, definitely, we'll put those in the show notes for people to follow along on your YouTube channel. And I would say for me, so I kick off my my crush bootcamp every January for people who want to just like kickstart their plan in 60 days. And so I think I, I just actually put up my. My first enroll is I have 37 people signed up so so far. So awesome. I'm excited for that. Number two is I may, I don't remember if I mentioned it on this podcast, but I am writing a book and the manuscript should be done in April. Stop I have stopping. not even written a single chapter yet. So we'll see how that goes. I'm so excited for you. So the next couple of months, I'm really just gonna be heads down and writing. Uh so I'm looking forward to that. And then the book will be hopefully launched and out to the public end of 2024. And then the last thing is you and I, I have had such a great time doing this podcast with you. So for the audience, if you would like to see another season, please let us know, leave us a review, leave us a comment or message us on social media and let us know one, did you like this season? Two, what would you like to see next season? And three, anything that you've learned that you feel like has been helpful from these past episodes. So that being said, we are right on the dot in our time here. We so appreciate y'all listening to the Crush Your Money Goals podcast season six, The Women's Wealth Effect. I am super grateful for everyone who continues to listen to this podcast. And I'm super grateful for my co-host, Steph, for making it such an amazing experience for me and also dropping some serious gems for our audience. Absolutely. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Thanks so much for the time this year. And we will hopefully speak to you guys next season. Have a great rest of your 2024. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crush Your Money Goals Season 6, The Women's Wealth Effect. 
please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. Your feedback helps us spread the wealth of knowledge to more women like you. If you'd like to work with me to help you create clarity, control, and confidence with your financial independence journey, you can snag my free early retirement planner at womenswealtheffect.com forward slash planner. And if you'd like to work with me to kickstart your financial freedom plan, you can grab my free guide on the 10 money tools you need right now at crushyourmoneygoals.com slash free guide. Stay tuned for the next episode.